Today is the last day of our community retreat time. Tomorrow is the full moon, the Pavarana day. Well, the last day of a retreat is often a prime opportunity to look at the the mind's urge to to get somewhere else. Tomorrow we have the Bavarana ceremonies, and then next day I'm booked on a plane to go to Norway to Ajahn Kalyana's monastery, Lokutra Vihara. Van full of people going up to Scotland to pay respects to Ajahn Chandasiri, celebrate her 70th birthday. People going down to Devon for the Devon Katina, and here, there, and everywhere. We take that snapshot of me going somewhere in the future, my plans, my calendar, what's up ahead. The mind creates self, time, location. Me here now, going to be somewhere else in the future. In terms of the conditioned habits of perception, that's completely normal. Calendars, schedules, times, appointments, bookings, agreements, arrangements. That's the familiar pattern of worldly perception. But if we practice Dhamma, then that's not the only perspective. There's the the eye that views the the world of time and place and individuality, the world of action and choice. And there's the eye that views the timeless, the unborn, the unconditioned, the not-self, the unlocated. Just with just as with two eyes we have 3D vision, you can see a world of depth and space. So too, if we wish to practice the Dhamma, we need to have a, an eye that recognizes time and self and location, and the eye that recognizes the timeless, the unlocated, the selfless. We need both both vijja and charana, awareness and conduct, to know the world completely, to be lokavidu, that which knows the world. The power of perception is extremely great. It's a deep conditioning. Me here, today, 
going somewhere else tomorrow. Perception, time, self, location. These are powerful patterns of conditioning, but they can be reflected on. They can be known and understood. So Lumpur Cha would ask the question, if you can't go forward and you can't go back, you can't stand still, where do you go? Can't move to the side or up or down either. You can't go forward, you can't go back, you can't stand still, you can't go up or down or off to the side. Where do you go? Where can you go? Or he would put this kind of puzzle to people, a conundrum, to illuminate the habits of perception, the conditioned thinking of our minds. Because if we believe in time and self, location, then there's no answer, there's no solution to the puzzle. It's just frustrating, confusing. But the point of that question, if you can't go forward, you can't go back, you can't stand still, the point is that it illuminates those habits of perception. Therefore, the only way of resolving it, resolving the puzzle, is to let go of attachment to individuality, to time, to place. To awaken to that dimension of our being which is timeless, unlocated, selfless. This very quality of awareness, the, the one who knows, the puru, this awakened awareness doesn't exist in time. It's not a person, it's not a self. It doesn't have any location. It's not fixed in some point in space. Space only really applies to the world of form, rupa. Mind cannot truly be said to be anywhere. Awareness, place, only applies to the world of form. In the world of mind, it really has no meaning, no value. It doesn't apply. So we use a reflection like this. If I can't go forward, I can't go back, I can't stand still. Where do I go? We take that turn it back onto the, the experiencer. Where does it apply? Go. Does it apply? I. Does it apply? By turning the attention back on these presumptions, 
on this center of experience. It helps those areas of attachment, identification to be seen. If there's a letting go, a non-grasping of time, individuality, of place, then the puzzle's solved. It's awakening to that dimension of being, as the Buddha said, where there is neither a coming nor a going nor a standing still, neither an arising nor a disappearance. It is without basis, without support. This quality of being, this ayatana, is an aspect of our own nature, already here. It's not something that we have to get. It's the very foundation of this experience of the present, of knowing. When the heart lets go, releases, relaxes, awakens to this quality of timelessness, selflessness, unlocatedness, the experience is that of, of peace, of freedom. The cessation of becoming is Nibbana. When the heart lets go of all the births and deaths, stops identifying with what it's not, stops identifying with time, self, location. What it experiences is simplicity, freedom, peace, and natural joy. The cessation of becoming is Nibbāna. some way, the, the pressure of time and events, the crowding of things into the calendar, me going somewhere, in a strange way that can make it easier to feel and to know that becoming urge, that outflowing tendency. It gets more obvious when there's a schedule. Travels change in a large-scale and obvious, vivid way. It can highlight that, that outgoing, that outflowing, becoming urge more completely, more effectively than a, than a quiet, stable, stationary, stable day. So this is a really good opportunity as the retreat time comes to an end to feel that, to know that becoming urge. Like standing in a stream, feeling the, the pressure of the water as it pulls and tugs on your, your boots, your feet, your legs. 
sensation of standing firmly on the rocks of the riverbed or the, the current pulls and tugs. Similarly, the heart can stand firm on that awakened awareness of the present well, buffeted, pushed and tugged by the, the currents of feeling, perception, time, urgency. I should, I must, I've got to, I need to. Got preparations to make, things to plan, bags to pack. Is feeling that that kind of buffeting, that kind of pressure. Feel it, know it. Let the heart be undisturbed by that. As Lumpur Sumedha would say, there's actually nobody going anywhere. It's just conditions of mind that are changing. The eye sees the road, or the the airport, the train, different landscapes, but they all happen here in this very sphere of awareness, this ayatana, this center of experience. This is where the world arises, takes shape, where it ends. Right here is where we see the world, the origin of the world, the cessation of the world, it all happens here. When the, the truth of this is awakened to, realized, there's a great restfulness, a great peace. Nobody's going anywhere. It's just conditions of mind changing. It all happens here. The world arises here, takes shape here, dissolves here. There's nowhere to go. Nothing to become, no one to be. Let the heart awaken to that, feel the spaciousness, peacefulness, completeness of that the easefulness of that. Nothing to get, nothing to be, nothing to lose. Nothing to get, nothing to get rid of. Dhamma is perfect and complete, exactly as it is. No thing to do, no place to go. Setting the world arise, take shape, do its thing, dissolve. Let today be an opportunity to realize that, genuinely, fully know that. The restfulness, 
spaciousness, a simplicity, the naturalness of that. This is the great peace. Nothing being born, nothing dying. No birth and death to be brought to an end. How peaceful, how peaceful, how easeful. This realization is the great kindness to yourself and to all those that we share our life with. This is how we bring peace into the world. We bring the world into our peace. <laughs>